0: All right, now I'm going to introduce our speaker for today. Um, Evan May is our speaker. He's been married to Rebecca for nine years. They have three kids, ages seven, five, and three. He grew up in Kinebra. He didn't put that, but I <laughs> added that for him. And serves as a pastor of family care at Lakeview Christian Center. He has a master's in biblical studies from Reformed Theological Seminary. And even with, even though routines have been disrupted during quarantine, Evan still has ended every night with chips and salsa. Please welcome Evan May. It's true. It's true. Um, Well, first, I just want to, I want to thank Ashley uh, for her care and her uh, envisioning us for this ministry, you know, bringing mops to LCC, building a team, uh, serving with several of you ladies, and just um, I- investing in a, in a real quality ministry for many years now. So uh, we are so grateful for you, Ashley. This would not exist if it hadn't been a burden that the Lord had put on your heart and then you bringing us all uh, up to speed on, on this and pulling it off. So uh, thank you for years. Thank you for this year. Thank you for a weird year and uh, a learning curve and, and gearing up for these final couple of meetings to be able to connect through zoom. So just uh, appreciate all the, the time and effort and love that you have uh, put into this ministry and into the the women here. And I know that they, they would agree as well. And uh, thank you moms for uh, the daily work that you do, the care and influence you bring to your families and, and for taking time to receive something from the Lord. I know this isn't a convenient meeting to pull off. Uh, it'd be nice if we could send childcare to your home while this is happening. Um, but but just appreciate the value that you have to um, connect with one another and with the Lord, uh, even during this time. And it's pretty obvious, you know, from the uh, Brady Bunch setup that Zoom is, that, you know, one of these things is not like the others. So if you're just looking at all the screens there, Uh, I don't match up with all the other females. And uh, I just appreciate uh, getting to speak with y'all, getting to hang out with you um, uh, for a little while. So thanks for being here, despite the fact that Ashley announced that you'd be hearing from a guy uh, today on motherhood. Uh, But uh, I know that God's got some wisdom uh, for us um, in our time together today. Uh, We're going to be talking about being fruitful in frustrating days. And you know, that title, it might sound a little bit like, uh, you know, all the email marketing campaigns that you have been receiving right now from every business that have, happens to have you on their contact list. You know It starts with, in these strange and uncertain times, you know, Staples is here for you. And it's like, how'd you even get my email address? First of all, I've never shopped at Staples and I'm not really looking to hear from you. Uh, in this moment, but uh, everybody's kind of describing these times as strange days, uh, uncertain moments, um, and frustrating times that we're living in. Maybe you're even a bit frustrated that we're still talking in in these ways, but uh, these are days that have brought uh, both unique opportunities and some unique pressures on families, and along the way, you know, technology has been a benefit but uh it's also increased some of the problems you know what uh what connects us to one another also uh gives us kind of quick snapshot glimpses into how everybody else is handling this and so uh i'm sure mom comparison is at an all-time high as you're watching the, you know the scavenger hunts that other moms are creating and the the crafts that they're doing with their families and the baking stuff that they're they're pulling off uh there could be a mix of uh screen time guilt uh taking place too as as you're just trying to find some things to engage uh, your your kids while you're trying to take care of other things while all the normal routines have have been uh disrupted you know I, I heard heard this recently it doesn't come from the bible but i hope it's it's encouraging is that you are only unproductive by the standards of the world three months ago and that world doesn't exist anymore uh so hopefully that's just a, a release from the the pressure to, to be pulling off anything different than uh what god has been enabling uh, you to do but i know this has been a time of uh cabin fever of outlets like you know the library where I was joking with uh, Abby Ebar earlier you know I'm, I'm filming this from the library right let y'all get a feel for some of the places that you can't take your kids right now um, and you've had to manage kind of the r- routines of the end of the school year and, and some of you with your work schedules and working from home and just to, it's a it's a lot to have to balance and and bring in order but the reality is you know it doesn't it doesn't take a pandemic and, and whatever this season has been, in order to face frustration and uncertainty, and uh, I'm preaching to the choir on this because uh, motherhood is is met with frustrations. You know, there's the early challenges of a of a newborn season of trying to figure out uh, sleep and feeding patterns and deal with colic and you know late nights that test your sanity. Uh, but there's also a, a little bit of a simplicity to that that time, um, but then, you know, you begin to shape a human being, and they're developing their own personality, and you're dealing with the, their own unique attitudes and unresponsiveness, and well, we've tried everything, and nothing's working, uh, and then there's the, the managing of a household, and uh, the futility of Uh, laundry and dishes and you know why even fold the clothes you know people can just pull it out of the basket anyway and put it on and and it just the the cycle uh, never seems to end but 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 here's what you know I want us to see from God's word in a little bit of time that we have together this morning is that God puts us in these kinds of situations on purpose and he brings his resources to bear on them and we're going to we're going to see this from Romans chapter eight. You could really think of Romans eight as the heart of the Bible. I mean, there, there really isn't a moment and a season of life that we walk through that we we can't gain rich insight from this particular chapter of scripture. It is just so encouraging. But uh, just, just two points uh, to highlight here. Uh, one is that God has a purpose in frustration and two, that God helps the frustrated. And so first, God has a purpose in frustration. Now, one of the ways that the Bible is so helpful is that it explains life back to us. It, it helps to frame our expectations. It's a very realistic book. It's not heartwarming, like something that you would find on a Hallmark channel, right? It, it's able to handle the broken places of life. Uh, the, the kind of encouragement that we need is more than just the you-go-girl know you uh, pick-me-ups. So we, we need truth that allows us to honestly stare at what's upsetting us, and God's Word provides that for us. And so Romans chapter 8, verse 18, Paul writes this, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us, For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility. And you can also translate that word to frustration. Was subjected to frustration, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of god for we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now i recently came across this story of a woman who is able to tell the future and actually what she's able to do is smell the future she, she can smell the the medical future that certain people are going to experience. Um, she's always had this heightened sense of, of smell. Her name is Joy Milne. And she started to notice this, this musky odor develop in her husband. Maybe, maybe some of you would describe your husband's in that way. But you know, he would shower, he would bathe, and she's like, no, it's still there, hasn't gone away. And, and, and he would complain, nobody else can smell this but you. And they weren't quite sure what, what to do with that. But later on, he ended up uh, getting diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. And when they had gone to the support group for people who had received the Parkinson's diagnosis, she noticed that other people in that group had the same distinct smell that her husband had. And and they ended up performing different experiments and and testing her. And it, it turns out that she could smell tuberculosis. She could smell Alzheimer's as it was developing, even before there were these visible kind of diagnosable signs, she would be able to tell what was uh, in the beginning stages um, in, in someone's body. But the thing that she could smell that we're not always in tune with is corruption. And, and what Romans 8 tells us is that, that that's in every layer of our existence. Things are broken and falling apart ever since the fall this this is in everything this is this is why there are viruses this is why there's death and disease this is why there are broken systems and injustice that people are dealing with this is why there is uh, jojo siwa and ryan toys review and baby shark videos right it is a cursed world and we find evidence of it all over the place but what What Romans 8 introduces us to is that that God has installed this in the world ever since the fall on purpose, futility, this experience of frustration, the, the wiring in the world has all been crossed and things don't work the way that they are supposed to. It's normal that life doesn't work for us. Right? The, the American dream and the social media feed, they, they present a different storyline, and it's just easy uh, to shape our expectations for a world that, that isn't difficult, that isn't confusing, that doesn't resist us at every step of the way. The, the simulated reality that we observe of attractive people experiencing amazing things that come streaming into our devices, it, it, it doesn't help us but we have had a two and a half month installment of the fact that things don't turn out as we hoped. Plans get canceled, life gets shut down, the fallenness of the world intrudes uninvited. And the way that Paul describes this is that the creation is groaning. And he uses a metaphor that he borrows from motherhood. He uses this, this picture of, of the pains in childbirth, right the the very beginning of your life as a mom it, it begins with this element it begins with with groaning and, and some of you have walked through seasons of infertility of miscarriage right you you you, you 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 deal with the groaning of creation on your way of walking out your calling as a mom, and then that 's met with things like marital conflict or. Financial stress or the awareness of the years slipping away before you as your as your children grow, and you just want to be able to enter again that moment that that time that season, those simpler days right I, just uh, yesterday my my five year old had found this old iPod that I'd gotten from my wife before we had any kids. And he was playing the music on it was on this little cracked screen and he was listening to this need to breathe song that's that says the years go by like stones under rushing water we only know we only know when it's gone and i just wanted to cry just the picture of this the the, the irony of of that experience as as he's listening to this song from a, a previous time and just you know my kids are seven five and three now uh, right, the m- mentor moms uh, know what we're talking about times 10 uh, right here as, as just life kind of slips away from your hands. And it's one of the ways that we experience the groaning of this creation. Uh, but what scripture helps us to do, it helps to frame our expectations and to clarify our calling. Because our calling is, is not to fix a fallen world right? It's not to make the world unbroken. You're, you're calling as a mom, you, you can't make things absolutely safe and trouble-free. You can't ensure that your kids won't ever experience difficulty or trauma. You can't bring everything in into perfect order and ease, no matter uh, how ninja-like your organizational skills are. We can't get life back to the, kind of the purity of the garden of Eden. It's like, sometimes we think if we just had the right nutrition or just the right essential oil, you know, then everything would be okay. I mean, all those things, they, they, they are a blessing to us, but, there, but there's another kind of blessing that God has loaded into our experience. And it's that he, he mercifully messes with our plans. He interrupts the normalcy of life, that we would not set our hope on it. I saw a, a picture of graffiti in Hong Kong that, that said, we, we can't return to normal because the normal we had was precisely the problem. And obviously, they, they, they're making a, a political point with that. But, but we, we just default to a normal that's not life as God has intended it to be. And that's why he comes in and, and, and messes with our world. He, he rescues us from finding our sense of identity, worth, comfort, and security in things that are outside of him. I and mean, even, even good things. If we could have a peaceful home and cooperative kids and nice vacations, we might be content even without the Lord. And he's not okay with us settling for that. And so he lovingly loosens our grip on the, on the things of this earth. He, he introduces frustration in our homes on our way to settling for our ultimate home. And, and, and he reveals our priorities. I mean, that, that's what all suffering does. It, 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 it clues us in, what are we really after? What do we think that we deserve? What, what are we willing to do in order to get it? It, it shows us our irritation, our anger, our, our slowness to believe God. These are the things that surface in us when we encounter a world that resists us. And, and, and our Father is redemptively bringing these things out, whether it's in a global pandemic or the daily trials of parenting, or the challenges of marriage, or the significant seasons of suffering and grief. He is ultimately after our eternal joy. And here's what ought to be releasing about this, is is that God is is doing 10,000 things at once in the moments that feel pointless. He, he's doing these things in you he's doing these things in your husband in in your children this this isn't wasted time he is redemptively at work as he sets our hope and our heart on what he has eternally planned and purposed for us you know what's helpful is that God not only explains our experience back to us he he doesn't just leave us there he brings his remedy and that's our our second thought for this morning is that God helps the frustrated. We have a unique help that God gives to believers. You know, all the world is, is walking through a problem right now with this coronavirus reality. But, but not all of the world is equally resourced in order to deal with it, right? To, to handle, shut down elements, you know, have healthcare that's adequate, being in a position where there are, there are people in society that can work from home, all of that, those are unique privileges that we have where we live that much of the world uh, doesn't get to share. And in a similar way, right, everybody in this world deals with the curse and the fault, and yet believers have unique favor and unique resources that God has promised to us As we interact with the frustrating realities of life that are not shared across the board by those who are outside of Christ. And so real quick, three things that that Paul draws um, our attention to here. Uh, One is prayer. One is the the presence of God. And one is the power of God. God gives us these three resources to, to help us in our weaknesses. First is, is, is prayer. And, and this is an invitation. Right? I, I might mention prayer and the first thing that comes to your mind might be the realization that, that that just doesn't have a lot of place and time in your life and all that you're managing and they're, 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 that might feel like a, a condemning reality. But, but, but here's how uh, God invites us to this experience. In verse 26 of Romans 8, it says, likewise, the spirit helps us 24-7 is interceding on our behalf and and, and is harmonizing with our groanings. He, he is bringing his prayer to bear on our experience. And, and I, I love the way that this is described is, is, is sometimes... There is an ache inside of us. There, there, there is something that, that knows this is not right. This is not how life was intended to be. And when we bring that, when we bring that reality just in the direction of God, we, we just take time to lean toward him in faith. There is a resonating note that the Holy Spirit adds and sends these requests in the direction of God on our behalf this, this is a resource that the lord provides and so in in, in moments that are upsetting and it, and it feels like everything in, in life today has just fallen to pieces this was this was it right here we have finally we have finally come across the most unproductive day in all existence um, you you bring that in the direction of the lord and he has promised to meet you and he's promised not to Leave you in these circumstances, right? So that's the second thing that Paul highlights as a resource we have as believers that's unique in our experience is the presence of the Lord. In verse 35 Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword or COVID-19 or toddlers or tantrums or whatever the reality is that we walk through the difficulties of life. These are the things that this word is intended to address because these are the moments when we're most tempted to feel like God has abandoned us. God has left us to a life without joy, without help. Like, who is looking out for me right now in what I'm facing? like God God knows that's going to be a temptation in our souls. That's going to surface. Maybe not because we doubt his goodness. Maybe because we're aware of our own sin and weakness, our own mismanagement, our own anger and impatience and lack of prayer and lack of engagement with God. And, And it's in these times where we might feel like God's love is at a distance. And so he says in verse 30, I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all of this cursed creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing outside of us and nothing inside of us can remove us from his eternal intent to bring his blessings and good upon our lives and that's worth meditating on and accessing uh, through his word and through experiencing his nearness right final thing that god brings us to help uh, when we deal with times of frustration Uh, i saw somebody asking what verse that was that was romans 8 uh, 35 and 38 through 39 um so we're, we're just kind of hanging out in romans 8 um romans 8 verse 12 says this sorry third thing power that god brings so then brothers we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh for if you live according to the flesh you will die but if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body you will live all who are led by the spirit of god are children of god for you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry abba father it's right? so we're not just abandoned to a spirit of fear and defeat and inability We're not just resigned to our natural and fallen resources and instincts. The same power that animated the corpse of Jesus, that allowed him to step out of the grave on Easter morning is at work in us, generating willingness, generating insight and wisdom and endurance and everything that we need to live the life that God has called us to even in the midst of a broken and uncooperative world. We have power. And the way that Paul describes that in Romans 8 is, is power to say yes and power to say no. Right? Power to say yes to what is good and what is of the Lord and, and is obedient and no to what is harmful and just comes from our natural instincts and personality in a fallen world. Right? This is something that God calls us to to take up to not to not lean back in fear and defeat, but to say yes to what he's intended us to answer our lives to and, and no to what he calls us to put down and put away, no to impatience, no to apathy, no to just allowing our anxieties to write the script for life for us, and no to selfishness I mean uh, selfishness just comes so easily to me it's like a default setting that i constantly have to toggle off and and that gets revealed in in moments of pressure and difficulty almost more than anything else it's like can can y'all just make life easier for me right Uh, can can you just do what it what works for me it's like god gives us by the spirit that raised jesus from the dead power to say no to the, the monster of selfishness when it rises up in it. And, and, and to say yes to service, to say yes to kindness, to say yes in, in using this time to grow in a knowledge of God, right? You know, these are weird days. It feels like we are swimming through molasses trying to manage life. But the power that awakened Jesus to life is helping us in our weaknesses and enabling us to be fruitful in the moments and the seasons that naturally speaking, we just would want to escape or rewrite. God is saying, I've I've got you right here. I've, I've got a purpose for this. This is about my glory. This is about your ultimate good. I'm doing 10 million things in the world and in your family that you could never count. And I will give you my power, my presence and the intercession of my spirit to help in everything that you face. So this is, this is a a needed word for us in, in this season, but in in every season of parenting and, and life in this world. Um, So I I want these to, to be more than just words. I want them to be experienced realities. And so, I'm going to take a moment to pray uh, for you and to pray for us, and then Ashley will transition you to your your breakout groups. God, thank you for the gift of truth, Lord, that we are not just navigating life in darkness without your revelation. Or life is confusing enough. Or if we're just waiting for the next media outlet or online post to explain what we're facing. God, God, how hopeless that is. But God, you, you place the individual chapters and moments of our lives in your story that allows every day to be deeply embedded with meaning, but more than that, we're deeply accessible to your care and to your love. So I, I pray for these mothers, Lord, mothers of preschoolers, mentor moms, Lord, um, everybody who is listening to this right now um, in person or recorded, Lord, that you um, would awaken faith or whatever it is that wants to make our situation the exception to what your word says. God, would you overcome that, Lord, with your spirit, would you strengthen our trust our ability to look in look to you and set our hope in you and we want your power we need so much for your resources to be faithful in this world to be faithful as a mom as a dad as a believer so god draw near to us as we draw near to you and and bless this time of fellowship and and catching up with one another and uh, Lord, just use this time to awaken joy. We thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you so much for being present in your little box today <laughs> and uh, listening in. Uh, it's, it's, it's been good getting to hang out with y'all for a moment um, and excited about the fall. Uh, I, I know that Frankie and Whitney are are going to do an excellent job. You You couldn't have a greater power team. Uh, so, uh, I'm really excited, uh, about just getting to observe, um, how God uses them, uh, t- to minister to y'all in the days ahead. All right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and, and mute myself now and let y'all talk.